Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Stuff I Heard podcast. I am your host, Josh Peak. Appreciate everybody stopping by and checking me out. Um, I am doing this on a Wednesday. It happens to be the 29th of July, 2020. And I am just coming off working third shift. So I'm especially awake right now, which is really uncommon for this time of the morning. Um, <clears throat> granted, it's not super early, but it's early for a lot of people. If you have normal people hours, this is pretty early for you guys. But like I said, I've been up since uh, 1130. So yay. Um, I'm doing it early in the morning for a specific purpose. We um, had our air conditioner go out yesterday. And July in South Carolina, your air going out is sort of, um, I don't want to say life and death, but it's it, it's pretty unnerving. It'll make you a little crazy. Um there's nothing worse than not being able to cool off when you feel like you need to. So, yay, hot, yay, no air condition, yay. It's one of those things where I know that if I go to the store to get like a portable unit and throw it in a window, it could cool us off right away, but I don't need to spend that money when I've got an air conditioning guy coming who can look at it. It's just the question of when's he coming? When can he fix it? When can he be here? Um, for years, we've had the same air conditioning guy for a while, and he's pretty dependable. But it's one of those things where, like, it's a it's a family-owned business, and I can tell that the guy's getting older, and he's sort of handing the business off to his son, and there's sort of a transitionary time period here where we're not sure who we should be talking to. And so I, I like the guy. He's very reasonable. He's done work for us in the past, and he doesn't overcharge us. And and I'm loyal because I'm like, I, you know, hey, man, you've treated us good and I want to treat you good. Matter of fact, we've talked about putting in a um, one of those slimline air conditioned units above the garage. We have a bedroom above the garage and we've talked about, you know, getting him to put in one of those because, I mean, it's an expense that we sort of foresaw coming as the technology got better. And it only makes sense to put one up there now. Um we have our oldest son uh, back home and he's living up there and it is really hot. Um, the air conditioning that is on the house is all of them are 13 years old, but it's really struggling to cool it at all. So, you know, do I want to make it perfect for him? No. Do I need to make it livable? Yes. Um, not only that, but if I put a unit up there that's decent, then, I mean, in the future, I'm hoping he'll move out at some point, but in, in the future, um, it'll be good for guests because then the room will be nice and cool. So that's sort of my thinking on that. Um, we don't need to put one of those on the main part of the house, but it wouldn't hurt to start talking to him about maybe replacing our unit. Uh, it's not something that I'm looking forward to because I know it's going to be super expensive, but it is something that I think we should do so that we can lower our cost for heating and cooling the house. Um, like I said, our unit is 13 years old. It's not as efficient as it used to be. It's starting to give us more and more trouble. It's probably the smart move to just go ahead and upgrade. And I'm not sure if, if my wife is on board with that right now, especially with her being laid off from work, but it is something that we probably need to do moving forward. So at least maybe we can start the conversation with our guy. I'm hoping he shows up today and gets us up and running. But at the same time, I would like to sit down and talk to him and say, Hey, you know, what would it take to go ahead and 
replace these units. And again, I want to use the same guy. He's he's been very good to us, and you know, I like to I like to I like to support the people who are supporting me. That's kind of what this whole community thing is about, right? You find good people and you talk about them, and you share them, and you say, "Hey, check out this guy." Of course, like I said, with this transition going on, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is moving forward the way it should. And maybe it's because he's so reliable that, that his business has grown so much that, that, you know, people can't, or he just doesn't have the, the ability to grow like he hopes, or maybe he's just so busy because he's so reliable and honest. And I don't know. Anyway, if you're in the Florence area, his name is Dexter Lee. You can find him easily. Just ask anybody on Facebook. They'll share his information or you can look him up online. Dexter Lee air conditioning. Totally great job. Um, so anyway, I do want to talk about stuff I heard because this is the stuff I heard podcast. I um, <clears throat> I had the opportunity last night to listen to a podcast while I was at work, which is unusual, but um, it would just worked out because of what I was doing. Um, I had a time period where there wasn't a lot going on, so I just hit play on my phone and listened. Um, Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan Experience uh, recently had a podcast with Ben Shapiro. And I know the name Ben Shapiro, but I didn't really know who he was. Um, it was a good podcast. It was a really good conversation. I think that from listening to what Ben Shapiro says about himself, um, he's Jewish, he's married, he has three kids. Um, I think they live in New York because he was saying that he's happy to get out of the house to get away from the kids. Cause even though he loves them, they're sort of, uh, they make him crazy, <laughs> which listen, I can relate to. I had three kids. They made me crazy too. Uh, but especially when, when the kids are little, you know, they're full of energy and they want to play on daddy and you know, it's, it's yeah. So I get it. Um, the guy apparently is very, uh, right winged. Uh, but also is very reasonable. Like he'll have conversations with people on different sides and kind of debate ideas. I think he's somehow affiliated with Jordan Peterson. I'm not exactly sure how. I know some of you that listens to Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro, you'll be like, "Oh, you don't know, man. You need to listen to da da da." Okay, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do all your homework. I'm sorry. I appreciate the fact that a lot of you listen to that kind of stuff, and that's great. And I have heard Jordan Peterson on Joe Rogan, and I thought he was an incredible speaker. It was a great conversation. Um, we need to have more of those conversations. That was the thing that I got from listening to this more than anything. And I shared it on Facebook. If you guys follow me on Facebook, you'll see where I shared it. It's a great conversation <clears throat> between two very level-headed guys who are like, listen, let's let's talk about it. What if What if it was up to us to to determine what's going to happen next. What would we do to fix it? And, you know, Joe is not necessarily an idea guy, but he's also an idea. He's, he's sort of an idea person that you want to bounce ideas off of because you can say, well, this is how I think about this. And he can sort of play devil's advocate and say, okay, but what about if we look at it this way? And because he interviews so many people from different backgrounds and has so many conversations with people from different backgrounds, he's able to formulate sort of a, a broader view than most people would have from one view or the other. And I, I really feel that if he wasn't talking to Ben Shapiro, if he was talking to someone who was completely on the other side of the issue, Joe probably would argue the other way just to have a conversation. And that's important. You know, the answers aren't going to come from people who do nothing. And the answers aren't going to come from people who are one-sided. 
it's going to have to come from people who can look at things both ways and can communicate and have a conversation and debate the issue and say, I want to do what's right. This is what I think, like, like, like the phrasing needs to be sort of the way to have a proper argument. Okay. So I read long ago that when you have an argument, it's important to argue about the argument, but do, but never belittle one another, never talk down to one another, never, pigeonhole a person and saying, you know, well, you're an idiot and blah, 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 blah. You know, you're changing the argument. You're deflecting from what the argument is. If you don't have a good position on your argument, then you need to do more homework or you need to rethink what you think because maybe there's a hole in what you think. Maybe there's a problem in what you think. So with that being said, a good conversation is started off by saying, well, I think the best way to handle this is this way. I could be wrong, but I think this is the plan of action we need to go towards. Now, obviously when you're a leader, you're expected to say, you know, grand proclamations like this is what's going to fix blah, 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 blah. And your idea may be full of crap, but you're expected to say that. So a lot of people do that. A lot of people have grandiose, things that they say like joe biden apparently a few months ago i saw the clip online where he said if you like me president i'll end cancer what the fact that he said that like if you could just isolate that one thing that he said that could be taken a lot of different ways number one you could say so if you're not elected president you're not going to cure cancer okay that's one way to look at it another way to look at it is wait you know how to cure cancer? I thought you were running to be a politician. I didn't know you were a scientist. That could be number two. Number three, he already has the cure for cancer because he knows people, but he's not going to release it unless he's voted in as president. That's number, what, three, four? I forget. I'm losing count. Another way to look at it is I've got stock in a company that's going to have the cure for cancer. And if you elect me as president, I'm not going to say it because I privately own this company through an outside source, but I'm going to then release the cure because you guys voted for me. I made it happen. Cha-ching. That's another way to look at it. Or here's another way to look at it. He's full of crap and he just wants you to vote for him because he's an egotistical maniac. That's another possibility. Now, I know right now there's people that are Trump haters and you're like, yeah, but Trump's even worse. You're taken away from the argument. Okay. I get it. Trump's an egomaniac. He is a big egomaniac. He says great grandiose things that are full of crap. So it is Biden. But at least I don't hear Trump saying things that, that make no sense at all. I mean, Biden is suffering severe dementia right now where he's literally on TV going, we're going to do everything we can to defeat Joe Biden in the next election. Dude, you are Joe Biden. I mean, it's crazy. It's the fact that we're living in this life with these two candidates is like a, a weird reality show where you just want to kind of watch it with your hands over your eyes like this, you know, (sighs) we need to have people like Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro and Joe Rogan and killer Mike and Dave Chappelle. We need to have intelligent thinkers discussing 
what the right moves are. I'm not saying that Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan are in the same class of, of thinkers as these other folks, but I mean, killer Mike, if you've ever heard killer Mike speak, he could end up being a politician. I mean, he could run for mayor right now and win Atlanta. He could run for governor of Georgia and probably win Georgia. The dude is a great speaker. He is, you want a people of the people for the people by the people. He's that people guy. Now I watched his show on Netflix that he had where he came up with Cola and blood cult, blood pop, where it was sort of like, you know, take drug dealers and teach them how to sell a legitimate business, teach them how to make soda to compete with Coca-Cola and Pepsi. He's like, you guys are hustlers. You just need to learn to hustle a different thing. It's a great idea. I never tried the product, but I mean, hey, it's still a great idea. Killer Mike thinks about things a little bit differently. When the riots broke out, he went on TV saying, don't burn your city. This is where we live. This doesn't make any sense. Y'all are, you're hurting yourselves. This is what we can't recover from when you burn everything. Have him on the discussion. Have him be part of the change. We're going to get to a point where we stop looking into people's past as much and we start looking at who they are as a person and saying, I don't care what you did 20 years ago. You got a solution? All right, next man up. Let's do it. And it has to come to that. We're getting to that point with the TV shows we watch. We're, be, we're, we're starting to praise the, the bad guy in a lot of scenes. You know, Breaking Bad, the main character was a bad guy. In the beginning, he's a good guy, but he turns more and more bad as the show goes on. And we cheer for him because in a weird way, he's the main character because he's supposed to be our good guy. Is that, is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know. I mean, Stan Lee came up with Iron Man just because he wanted to make a character who he thought everyone's going to hate this guy and I'm going to make him like him. It was a challenge. I want to see if I can make people like this guy. We see shows like that. There's movies all the time about somebody who had a shady past and they turned themselves around and they became a better person. And we root for that person at a certain point. Well, that becomes like a, a, a dialogue for ourselves. Christianity talks about being born again and how you can be born again and be a different person, be a better person. And we go, good. You're, so much, you're such a better person than you were then. We reward people who are for getting better, but yet we hold them back in certain ways from saying you can't move forward in life. We've got to stop this duality. We've got to change this a little bit. Now, granted, there are some things that I don't think you can come back from. You harm a child, you know, sorry, you're, you're out of the discussion. You, you, whatever's wrong in your wiring of your brain, you don't get to play in the same sandbox. But, I mean, you have a nonviolent offense in the past or, you know, something minor, some minor infraction, I think people are willing to overlook it. Everyone loves a comeback story, right? I mean, people are cheering on Mike Tyson right now. He bit Evander Holyfield's ear off. And we're like, like, we love you. Okay. Listen, I like Mike Tyson. He's amazing. I wasn't happy when he bit Evander's ear off. And now they're friends. Like he apologized to him. And now they're bit, now they're really close friends. I've heard them on interviews talk about it. We love the redemption story. 
We love people getting better. Listen, if one of these two candidates were to snap out of things and go, hey, listen, this is all an act. I was just pretending to be this way, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is not what I really think. What if Trump came out and said, I just acted crazy so that North Korea wouldn't keep, you know, ramping up their nuclear arms thing. I thought if I was the crazy one, they'd be like, oh, this guy's really crazy. I'm not messing with that. What if it was an act? That'd be pretty funny. Or pretty ballsy. I mean, sort of makes me think about, you know, watching Scarface when I was younger where he's like, look at me. I'm the bad guy. You people need me to be the bad guy so that you can sit there and you can eat your dinner and you can look across the restaurant and you can point at me and say, look, look at him. That's the bad guy. And he goes, that's right. I am the bad guy. And I look good. And he's like popping his collar. He's like, I look good. I'm the bad guy. What if Trump came out and said, you guys needed me to be the bad guy. So I became the bad guy. God, it's so, it's so interesting to think about, but also like, I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he's so introspective that he could do that, but wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if everyone got sick and tired of both of them and we voted somebody else, not Kanye, Kanye's worse. (laughs) Even Kim's could come out and said, listen, he suffers bipolar disease. Just be kind to him. Like it's bad when your wife's on TV going, he's a little crazy. He's a, he's a little bit crazy. But listen, he, I love him. He my boo. We got babies. Then they got babies. I mean, they got kids together. So good for her for sticking by her man. Ride the crazy train, baby. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure my wife sometimes feels like she's hopped on the crazy trains once in a while. It is what it is. Um, did I mention my air conditioning's out? Yeah. I mentioned my air conditioning's out. If, if you hear anything in the background kind of buzzing, it's because I got the ceiling fan on just to add a little bit of comfort in here. Um, anyway, blah, 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 blah. Back to the Joe Rogan interview, okay, with Ben Shapiro. They talk about a lot of subjects that are pretty touchy. They give generalizations that they don't intend. They clarify things. If you're listening to it and you get a little frustrated, keep listening because they describe things more and they go into more depth. Um, I know that a lot of people, especially my mom, doesn't care to listen to them because every now and then Joe curses. But guess what? You used to too. So move, put, move past it, okay? I get it. You're born again, blah, blah, blah. I won't tell the people at church that you curse or, or that you used to curse, but it's okay. It's all right. We need to move past the language and get, get to the conversation. Okay. I think that's the main thing. Not for my mom. My mom's fine. She's better than fine. She's great. I posted a picture on Instagram of a piece of art that I saw at Myrtle beach. It's a painting and it's got women that are walking in the rain. Um, if you guys are uh, on YouTube, I'll show a picture of it right now. See that? You can look at it. If you're not on the YouTube right now, you can look at it on Instagram under my name, J-T-A-T-P-E-E-K, J-T-A-T-P-E-E-K. Um, and it's just like, a, it, it depicts women in like their business attire. It looks like they're all wearing business suits and they're walking away from the person who's painting. 
and they got their umbrellas up and they're colorful and it's raining. And I saw it and like, I normally don't see art and just like, art is, I'm not usually drawn to things. I mean, every once in a while, I'll just stop in my tracks and go, Ooh, pretty. This thing I stopped and looked at for a really long time. And the first thought that I had was, for some reason, this picture reminds me of my mother. It reminds me of my mom. Because, here's the because, because of what it means. Okay, so there's a couple things I got from this picture. First of all, the women are dressed nice. They're going to the workforce. And it's raining. And they just put up their umbrellas and they walk forward. To me, the rain is struggle. The rain is all of the things that are against you. The rain is responsibilities and kids and education and pressures from work and pressures from home and, and all of the expectations that life has for you and all of the things that are against you and all of the things that are going to hammer upon you, including sometimes rain. But you put up your umbrella and you move forward because that's what struggle is about. And when you come out the other side of it, you're better for it. And that's my mom. That's the lesson that I got growing up, mom. That's the lesson that I learned. And that picture to me should be titled mom. It's not. But if I had it, I'd title it mom. So there, take that. I don't even know who I'm saying take that to. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are probably listening right now going, no one cares, dude. Okay, fine, fine. Fine. It is what it is. Okay. Um, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching some stuff on TV coming up. Uh, the boys season two comes out soon. I think on the 31st, um, on Amazon prime. It's the first season was fantastic. I'm looking forward to the second season. Uh, if you don't know what the boys is, the boys is superheroes that are super flawed. Okay. Just because you're a superhero doesn't mean you're necessarily a hero or because you have powers doesn't mean you're necessarily a hero, but you can wear the costume and you can wave at the crowd, but really you're really messed up. And they, someone took the idea of that, sh of that premise and made a show out of it. And it's really awesome because it's stuff I would have done if I were writing a story like that, which I have ballpark ideas like that. So it made me really happy when they came out with a show like that and it's done well. Um, but I'm doing something I thought I wouldn't do. Uh, my brother is a big fan of the show, the office and the office is on Netflix. And I tried to watch the office and it is hard to watch the first season. The first season is only six episodes. It was on regular TV. It was like, you know, with commercials, it was supposed to be a 30 minute show. Of course, without commercials is only like 22, 23 minutes. So you can get through episodes pretty quickly. Um, I'll be honest. The first season is horrible. It's awful. The first six episodes. I, it's like pulling teeth for me to get through the first six episodes because it's so uncomfortable. The main character, the office manager guy played by Steve Carell reminds me a lot of a former boss that I had. Um, and as the show has progressed, I'm watching, I think I'm in season two. Now there, there's a bunch of episodes in the later seasons. There's like 
28 or 30 something episodes per season. But as I'm moving forward, um, you can see all of the characters evolving more. There's more storyline that's evolving. Um, the main character, Michael, is is even more and more egotistical and just like a former boss that I had. Um, if I ever worked with any of you at, at Budweiser back in the day, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. You're going to be like, I know that guy. That guy, yes, he is so that guy. So if you haven't watched The Office and you worked with me, go watch it and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say any names. This is not the Point the Fingers podcast. That's a different one. Um, maybe I'll start one up called Point the Fingers. This is the stuff I heard. So there you go. Stuff I heard. <laughs> For what it's worth, that's my that's my two cents worth. Um, but yeah, there's a love interest tied into the show, or more than one, but there's there's one in particular that's very reminiscent of the Friends, Ross and Rachel type scenario. Um, they're cute together. There's a there's obviously tension in between the two of them. There's uh, a problem because she's engaged to someone else. Uh, so so far, season two is very interesting and at times funny. I haven't laughed like I thought I would because my brother is a big fan. He is a super fan of the show, and maybe it's generational. Maybe it's made for younger folks. I don't know, or maybe it gets better. I mean, heck, this is only the second season. It got way better from the first to the second. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to keep watching it. It is turned into one of those things I can just turn on and have on. And, and I mean, like I said, the episodes go by pretty quickly. So even if it's an awful episode, it'll be over soon. But it's only awful because that Michael character is such a dingbat. There's other words I want to use, but I'm not going to use them because I know my mom's listening. But yeah, he reminds me of a former employer. I'm not going to tell you who. Anyway, <laughs> I'm having an inside joke with myself right now. <laughs> um, I also listened to uh, a podcast, Time Suck with Dan Cummins. I listened to one on the 1977 um, Girl Scout murders. That was terrifying. It wasn't as bad as some of the serial killer ones that he's done, but it was a lot of, um, it was a lot about the court case and a lot about the investigation and stuff like that. Not so much about the brutality of what happened, which was, a, which was nice. I mean, I'll be honest because some of the stuff has got really detailed information about stuff that's happened and it's been pretty hard to listen to. This was more about, how they were trying to prove this guy done it. And I don't know. It's interesting. Um, but now I'm listening to the time suck episode where he's talking about mental health and he's describing a lot of different mental health issues. And it's funny because he makes jokes along the way. He is a stand up comedian. So, um, he makes fun along the way and makes jokes and, and it makes it a lot, a lot more lighthearted. Um, so yeah, it's an easy listen. I'm enjoying it. I'm finding out a lot of information too, because he's got knowledge based in, you know, stuff in there. He's got researchers that are helping him get all the information and talks really fast. So if you want something really fast talking to keep you awake, that's the one to listen to. So anywho, uh, I'm going to wrap this up because I am hot and I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I feel like I need to walk outside to cool off. Uh,
in July. I need to walk outside to cool off in South Carolina. That just, there's something wrong with what all that is about. Not happy about it. But anywho, fingers crossed, Dexter Lee shows up today and we can get our air conditioning up and going. So thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you to everybody who subscribed. Thank you to everybody who's shared this podcast with your friends and family. Um, thank you for sticking in with me. Uh, I am continuing to work to make this better and I hope I am. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, yeah. So thank you. Uh, go check out my dad's YouTube channel, R peak on YouTube. He is, uh, having fun tinkering and playing around with the rat rod. And, uh, he's got the in-laws up there visiting right now and I've seen some photos. So there's going to be videos following, uh, should be good stuff. Um, check out big daddy, 1992 on YouTube as well. Uh, he's been doing a lot of fun stuff up there. Uh, Mike is rebuilding, I guess, I guess he's rebuilding this, uh, cool hot rod car. So, yeah. Um, lots of fun stuff out there the, the, the Tim tracker on YouTube, he is, uh, trying to go to the parks to Disney and to universal and still wear a mask and still he's he's trying to report what he sees and what what's going on and what the regulations are but i tell you what if you had a drinking game where every time he said social distance and you had to take a drink you'd be dead by i don't know five minutes into the video yeah it's pretty it's pretty bad that's why we canceled our disney plans so there we go thanks again for everybody who listens love you appreciate it say hi say hi to your mom and y'all And as always, cue the cow.